one more and I got 69. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention please? It's time for the final countdown. The show starts in 10, 9, Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back to the Hold Up What podcast. This is your host speaking. We had a little bit of a technical issue yesterday, so my apologies go out to those who were looking for an episode yesterday. Turns out um, my keyboard decided to just shit the bed. And if you hit certain keys, other things were getting hit. So every time I typed the letter N, it would populate N67. If I type the number six, it would type in N67. If I type the number seven, it would populate N67. Um, the number four populated B54. The number five was B54. The right arrow key turned the computer off completely. So you can imagine trying to figure that out without knowing what was wrong. It just looked like I was making mistakes at first. And then I was like, wait a minute, something's up with the keyboard. Restarted it, started all the drivers, deleted it, opened it back up. The whole thing. Spent about an hour and a half, two hours trying to figure figure that out. And then I was like, it's a fucking lost cause. Keyboards and mouse combos aren't expensive anymore. Even if you get the highest end one possible, still not that expensive. So I'm like, you know what? You know what? I'll just get um, a new one. So ended up doing that. Got a nice keyboard. Got a nice ergonomic mouse. The keyboard is a little wider than your normal keyboard because I have, as you can see, if you're watching on YouTube or actually currently live on Twitch and YouTube, you can see my broad shoulders. I have pretty big shoulders, as you, uh, as you can tell. And for the audience that's not watching anything visual, I have broad shoulders. So <laughs> I think broad shoulders was always a, a like a backhanded compliment about bigger sized women, right? I remember like, was it a kid or do people still say that? I don't know. Maybe people still say that shit about like bigger women when they say shit like, oh, she's very broad shouldered. <laughs> like it seems kind of <laughs> fucked up. But anyway, my broad shoulders. So my keyboard's a little wider than normal and I have an ergonomic mouse, which makes my hand, it's not like how a normal mouse is where your hand is flat and your it's your your wrist is going, like you're shaking someone's hand basically. If you put your hand out to shake it, imagine that and I'll stick a mouse in there and the buttons are still on your pointer and middle finger, but you're holding it like that, like you're shaking someone's hand. So it's a little, little wonky to get started off with, um, to get used to, but it is significantly more comfortable than clicking a mouse the old school way. I don't know why, uh, after I tried this mouse out, I'm like, wait a minute, this is like next level com- comfortability. So, anyway, uh, we're going to get right into it. This date in history. History has its eyes on me. This date in history, August 30th, 1967, Thurgood, Thurgood Marshall was confirmed as the first African-American justice on the United States Supreme Court. This was a landmark moment in American history, signifying a breakthrough in the long-standing racial barriers within one of the country's most important institutions. If you would have bet me a million dollars, I would have said that I would have said it was the dude that's still on it, um, Clarence Thomas. I would have swore to God it was Clarence Thomas. Marshall had previously gained fame as a lawyer for the NAACP, where he argued 32 cases before the Supreme Court, winning 29 of them. Perhaps his most famous case was Brown versus Board of Education of Topeka 
1954, which led the court's unanimous decision that racial segregation in public schools was unconstitutional, seen in Forrest Gump. Once on the Supreme Court, Marshall continued to be an outspoken advocate for individual rights, particularly the rights of criminal suspects and the freedom of speech. His appointment and subsequent contributions to jurisprudence paved the way for future generations of diverse legal minds to serve on the bench. The confirmation of Thurgood Marshall on August 30th, 1967 was not just a milestone for African Americans, but also a pivotal moment for the entire nation, furthering the cause of justice and equality. I swear, I would have been, I would have definitely said, without a question, it was Clarence Thomas. You could I would have lost a million dollars. Because I would have, I would have been so confident. I would have said Clarence Thomas, but that dude is a pervert. Apparently, he's been touching people, so can't have any of that. So since we were off yesterday, and it's usually top five Tuesday, we're gonna do top five Tuesday today. We have a couple things that are five. We have three top five lists. Actually, no, one top five list, and then we have a would you rather. We have five extreme conditions and five adult conditions, and then we're. Of course, it's Wednesday, like I said, uh, I think on Monday or maybe last week, that we're going to be doing NFL picks this season. So we're going to kick this season off with the Super Bowl winner, the MVP, and then we're taking the over-under on Jets, Giants, wins and losses. So look forward to that. So without further ado, we're going to get into the top five, top five phrases you could say at a funeral and during sex. So top five phrases you can say at a funeral and during sex. So the trick here is we're going to say them both. (laughs) And I'm going to put funeral music on and say it. And I'm going to put some sexy music on to say it too. So it's actually actually not going to be sexy music. It's going to be just heavy breathing. So imagine me breathing in your ear saying something along these lines. So we're going to start off with number five. If we were at a funeral, so we're rolling up to the funeral, right? We get out of the car. We're doing our thing, you know, because we do what people do at funerals. You're a little bit upset, of course, because that's the vibe going off at a funeral. And I say to you, words can't express how I'm feeling right now. Right? That's a common makes sense at a funeral, right? Now, how about in this context? Words can't express how I'm feeling right now. Yep, that was heavy breathing, you heard. I don't think we need to keep playing this one. <laughs> I think we're good on the I think we're good on the heavy breathing part. But moving on. Number four. You're not alone. We're in this together. You're not alone. We're in this together. Number three. Are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? That's how. Are you okay? 
So yeah, these can both be used. They can both be used at any point during funeral or sex. You know, it's not just one or the other. You just got to put it in the context. <laughs> this one. It's a difficult time for all of us. It's a difficult time for all of us. Never going to be able to go to funerals again without thinking of this fucking sound. And then finally, number one. I'm so sorry for your loss. I'm so sorry for your loss. And that wraps up that. (laughs) I think we're good. Uh, But yeah. I could see saying any of these, I'm so sorry for your loss. Like, that's depressing. Like, if someone said that in the bedroom, like, that's that's probably a problem. It's probably not the best three minutes of your life you just had. It's a difficult time for all of us. Again, not the best time you've had. Are you okay? Eh, it could be fine. You're just gauging the room at that point. These are all phrases, though, you can use at a funeral. In sex, it's the connotation there is that the sex is terrible. You're not alone. We're in this together. That's just a weird thing to say. I feel like that's more of a menage a trois. Number five, words can't express how I'm feeling right now. See, that's something you'd say during sex. That's something like McLovin would say. All right, so I'm glad we got that out of the way. And we're going to move right along because we didn't make... Today is Would You Wednesday, and we're going to move right into extreme Would You Wednesday question number one. Would you rather spend a week on a deserted island with no food or water or be lost at sea for three days on a small boat with only salt water to drink? Well, I don't think you would survive three days if you only had to drink salt water. I think salt water is like they tell you not to do it, but I'm assuming if you're fucked and you're that thirsty, you're going to do it. You know, like instinct is going to instinct is going to kick in. Your survival instinct is going to kick in and it's time to fucking drink some water and it dries you out. Uh, deserted island with no food or water a week. Um, that would be ass because then you're just you're getting I'm doing the three days on the small boat with only so I just won't drink the salt water for three days. And even if you did, it's three days. I don't think you're going to die in three days drinking salt. I wouldn't be gulping the shit. I would just be putting it in my mouth and like spitting it out just to get that feeling. It doesn't say you have food on the small boat, but I'm assuming you don't. But yeah, deserted island, no food or water for a week. Yeah, I'm good. I'm not surviving that. It's going to be miserable. It's going to feel like a month. So number two, would you rather experience intimacy only in luxurious five-star hotel rooms or in a tent under the stars? So I would think um, the five-star hotel room would be great. However, if you're doing it in the tent, do we have knee pads or knee pads involved? Because I don't know if there's an air mattress or not, but I'm assuming you're just on dirt. That shit's going to tear some knees up. Like, obviously, the tent floor, but under that, like, that's solid ground under there, you know? What if there's a rock? So I think the I think I would rather, much rather do it in the five-star hotel room. But is this asking, like, I have to go to a five-star hotel room to do it? Or, like, do I prefer? Yeah, it's would you rather experience it. I'd rather have it in a five-star hotel room. Are you kidding me? You know? 
It's comfortable, climate controlled. You don't got to worry about mosquitoes, bugs, shit like that. Yeah, I'm doing the fucking five star. The Under the Stars is like a cute movie, you know? But this isn't a cute movie. This is real life. In real life, daddy needs AC. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Would you rather parachute jump into an active volcano wearing a fireproof suit or scuba dive into a cave filled with venomous sea snakes. Now, why the fuck would I want to do that? I'm going number one, man. Active volcano with a fireproof suit? Like, I guess you're dying eventually, but that sounds like a lot more fun than getting attacked by sea snakes. What the hell? I'm good on that one. That's an easy one. No way I'm going with venomous sea snakes in scuba gear. If they put a sea snake on my lawn, I'd freak the fuck out. And that's on dry land. Fresh cut grass, too. There's no way I'm going to put scuba gear on. Dive down into a cave filled with venomous snakes. That's fucking insane. An active volcano, fireproof suit. It's fireproof. You're not going to die. You're probably going to get burned alive. You're going to melted, but beats the hell out of venomous. Fighting off venomous snakes. That's a weird question. Would you rather be able to kiss your partner during sex or be unable to touch him at all? What is this, Handmaid's Tale? No touching other than the insertion? Would you rather be unable to kiss your partner during sex or be unable to touch them at all? I guess I'd go with the no kissing. Depends where I'm kissing them, you know what I mean? (laughs) I'm going to go with the no kissing part, you know? Or it's just this no mouths allowed. (laughs) I'm going to go with the no kissing part. Unable to touch them at all, that seems kind of rapey. Would you rather attempt to climb Mount Everest with just basic climbing gear or cross the Sahara Desert with only one gallon of water? Ooh, basic climbing gear, but I'm assuming you're, you're, you're warm. The Sahara Desert with one gallon of water? I'm going to go Sahara. Because Mount Everest, you got weather to worry about up there. You got wind, it's snowy, it's freezing, you can't breathe. The Sahara, like you run out of water, you're going to die. But I feel like if you knew how far you had to go, if it's like you, it's just going to, if you stay at this pace and it gets cold in the desert, people forget going from 120 degrees to 100 degrees is a 20 degree drop. It's going to feel cold at night. Obviously, you have to worry about like snakes and shit, but I think the Sahara Desert's the way to go. At least you have a gallon of water. Climbing Mount Everest sounds fucking miserable. And if you're struggling with just basic climbing gear, you know, like the carabiner they give you with a fucking, after like suicide prevention training or some shit. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Would you rather have a partner who only reads erotic literature to you during sex or one who only talks in scientific jargon? Scientific. Scientific (laughs) jargon. (laughs) I see I tripped up on my words because I was so excited about the scientific jargon. You know, if she's throwing fucking E equals MC this dick, then I'm fine with that. (laughs) Would you rather be caught having an intimate moment in a public place by a stranger or caught by someone you know? Stranger. Stranger danger. Why would I want to see someone I... The only way being caught by someone you know is if it's like one of your friends and they give you like a high five, like cool shit, man. That was cool. I was badass. But if it's like a fucking... If it's like your mom catching you, like that's not good. Or like your, your pastor of your church, then that's not cool. So I'd much rather get caught by a stranger. I'm assuming no one's calling the cops in this situation either. Stranger, you're just like, hey, see you later. Like we'll get... We're out of here. We're almost... We're going we're gonna to be done in a minute on a good day. <laughs> Would you rather be trapped in a flooding submarine at the bottom of the ocean or be stuck in space capsule that's slowly losing oxygen? Space capsule. Look at those idiots. The ocean gate morons that went down to the fucking Titanic. They imploded. Now they're down there. And I'll be up there slowly running out of oxygen. And I've seen gravity, so I'm good there. 
Would you rather experience extreme turbulence during a 12-hour flight or be on the runway, be on a runway train, a oh, runaway train? Would you rather experience extreme turbulence during a 12-hour flight or be on a runaway train going at 100 miles per hour? Uh, runaway train. I feel like you have a better chance of survival and trains don't really derail unless obviously they derail like from a sharp turn and shit. Again, I've seen that train movie. I think it was called Runaway with Denzel Washington, Chris Pine, a young Chris Pine. No one's told me I look like that. I've heard I looked like John Hamm before, but I never Chris Pine. Is he even a good actor? I don't know. But yeah, there was a movie on that. Triple Seven was, uh, they flipped the switch. They forgot to, uh, they forgot to flip the switch and the autopilot kicked on, went full bore down the, down into, uh, Southern Pennsylvania, maybe Western Pennsylvania. I don't know. It wasn't a city. I'll tell you that. But yeah, I've seen that movie before. Nothing's derailing that shit unless it takes a sharp turn, a sharp S turn. So I'm going to definitely be on a train because that thing's going to barrel through people. Extreme turbulence can go straight to hell because you're going up and down. And once, let's just say something breaks off the plane, like you're going the fuck down and that's it. Kiss your ass goodbye. At least in a train, you hit something, you're going to probably blow through it. And if you do derail, yeah, it'll suck. But you can probably survive that better than falling out of the sky at 500 miles an hour. Last question. Would you rather have a partner who can only reach climax by reciting Shakespearean sonnets or by listening to heavy metal music? I'd go Shakespeare. Wherefore art thou Romeo? You know, start reciting some Hamlet out there to be or not to be. That is the question. I'm trying to think of other uh, Shakespeare lines. What is this one? Um, All the world's a stage and all the men and women merely players. There's another one. I'm trying to think of other fucking lines from Shakespeare. I like Shakespeare. I used to read Shakespeare. There's a there's a whole thing that Shakespeare wasn't one person. Shakespeare was like a group of writers, and they all take the pseudonym Shakespeare because his writing spanned like kind of far across like a far stretch of time, and it changed a little bit. Like it it adapt it changed, and people were like why do you he went from writing one way to writing another way. So there's there's some evidence to suggest that Shakespeare was just pseudo was a pseudonym for Shakespeare was a person, but people that wrote and like his followers, I guess, disciples, I don't know. He wasn't God, so I don't know if that makes sense. But apparently he his like followers started writing like he did. And uh yeah, they're saying he might not have, not everything is Shakespearean. It could be, it could possibly be multiple writers, ghost writers, if you will. Et tu brute? Julius Caesar, the course the course of true love never did run smooth. So yeah, I think I'd rather go with the Shakespearean shit, you know, and just because that's kind of hot. The tragedy of Romeo and Juliet, the fucking Leo DiCaprio and the chick from Homeland starred in that movie. That movie was wild where they used guns instead of swords. The Montagues and the Capulets make some noise. All right, that's going to wrap up the Would You Rather segment. Right, Would You Rather portion of the episode. Fun fact, playing this intro or part of this song gets me flagged. It's never done it before, but I have to talk through it now. I used to mute the mic, so I take like a sip of water. Now that I have to talk through it because it'll flag it. Don't know why. Don't know when that started, but it started on Monday. So I know exactly when it started. And now I know I know I promise not to talk about sports, right? Because I'm not an analyst. I've never played most of the sports. And no one wants to hear shit from me. Why would you why would you want to hear me talk about sports when you can just turn ESPN on or read Twitter for fucking ten seconds and get all the analysis you need exactly how you want to hear it? So I'm not gonna sit here and talk sports, but what we are gonna do to make this season interesting is put some bet put some money on it, you know? Put the good stuff down. The cheddar, the cheese, the guap, the quan, the bread. The moolah, 
daddy's war bucks shit like that so i'm gonna stop saying phrases for fucking money and uh yeah we're gonna pick some we're gonna make some picks each week but since the season hasn't started yet uh it starts after labor day i'm gonna go ahead and pick the super bowl champions the mvp and since i'm a northerner i'm gonna put the over under on the jets giants and buffalo bills make some noise So for the Super Bowl winner this year, since I really have no favorite team in the NFL, I root for teams that are on my fan. I root for teams that have my fantasy players on it. So if I have a fantasy player and they're fucking playing on that game, I'm rooting for that team because I want my team. I want my fantasy team to win. So with that being said, we're going to go ahead and get the Super Bowl champs this year. Actually, you know what? We're going to we're going to we're going to end with that. We're going to start with the Buffalo Bills regular season wins. We're taking the over on 11 and a half wins. New York Jets. I can't turn it. Once I hit the play button on this thing, it doesn't stop. The New York Jets taking the over at 10 and a half. New York Giants over 7 and a half. different and then for the super bowl actually mvp the mvp of the season and i think this has to do a lot with him being on hard knocks and him being the golden child in new york now we're gonna go with everybody's favorite quarterback the immunized quarterback the kooky fucking whack job that sits in the woods in total darkness for a week but can sling the fucking pill like none other aaron Rodgers makes some noise MVP of the league. He's going to take the Jets, hopefully to the promised land, but they're going to get beat out by the Cincinnati Bengals, who I have winning the Super Bowl this year. So we're not betting the farm on any of this shit. We're going to put the ben- we're going to put these games in now, and then track them all season. We'll, we'll check in every now and then. So that's. Bills over 11.5, Jets over 10.5, Giants over 7.5, Aaron Rodgers MVP, and Cincinnati Bengals are your Super Bowl champs. And I believe that's going to wrap up this episode. We are running long. It's about 32 minutes in. We're live right now on Twitch and on YouTube at DBK underscore TTV or on YouTube at Hold Up What. Actually, it's still on DBK. You could type in Hold Up Wide Podcast. It'll come right up. Uh, links are also at the bottom of every one of my social medias. So if you want to watch live while I film these, that'll be great. And uh, we're going to get out of here. Tomorrow, being Thursday, we're going to talk about Project Montauk and the controversy behind that. Get into what the fuck that was all about and how it ties into the overall theme of we're seeing a lot more fucking aliens and a lot more weird shits happening around the world. So we're going to dive into that. And then we have a four-day weekend coming up with Labor Day. Make some noise. Labor Day is kind of a sad one, though, because Labor Day usually signals the end of the summer. And for a lot of people, much like myself, I'm sick and tired of this fucking heat. Today was like 82. It was a perfect day out. But the sun wasn't out either. If the sun was out, it would have felt like 90. So I know the storm just blew through Florida. It's making its way up the East Coast. I think we're only caught. It's going to veer off out to sea. So I think from here on out, we got some sunny skies for the weekend. So hopefully that carries through. But Labor Day does signal the end of summer. Kids are going back to school. Fuck them kids. I got to leave like 10 minutes earlier now because of the buses. 
and all that shit. And people are going to be coming in late because, oh, the kids missed the bus. You know, <laughs> got to deal with all that. So hopefully everyone has a good, safe weekend. But I'm still going to talk to you tomorrow. I'm still going to be here. Still stuck with me. So like I said, I'm going to be, I am live right now on Twitch and on YouTube. I'm going to, I'm going to remain live. <laughs> throughout the night um and keep it going so look forward to everyone seeing again apologies for yesterday and i gotta remember to tell you brady came into work today and was a complete sweetheart the entire day no complaints from brady boy no complaints from anybody today so shout out to brady but we're gonna get out of here because we're passing the 35 minute mark as i'm speaking so let's wrap this baby up <laughs>